Thanks for tuning in to the Life is Good Ping Podcast. I'm John Jacobs. We're in Boston, Mass, talking with Michelle Polar. She's the founder of Hello Fears, a social movement empowering millions to step outside their comfort zone and tap into their full potential. On today's episode, we'll hear from Michelle about cuddling with tarantulas and what happened when she stopped trying to please others and started actually living her life. What I realized is that when we're about to face a fear, all the negative thoughts like get into our heads and that's what stops us from taking action, right? Because we think of all the different risks. And then people come and they tell you, but look at it, like what's the worst that can happen? And that question is not really helpful. Because when you think of what's the worst that can happen, then you think of all the negative things that can happen, you know, so that's not helpful at all. So my motto is what's the best that can happen? Because when you ask yourself this question, then you think of rewards. Pong, ping, pong, ping, ping, pong, pong, ping, ping, pong, pong, ping, ping, pong, ping, podcast, ping podcast. You're listening to the Life is Good Ping Podcast, a podcast all about the power of optimism. We're your hosts, Bert and John Jacobs, co-founders of Life is Good, and we are brothers. That we are. Each episode, we'll talk to some of the most interesting people in the world and discover what keeps them positive. We're going to end each interview with a ping pong challenge for charity. Yes, we're going to play for the Life is Good Kids Foundation, and our opponents, our guests, will play for the charity of their choice. And you can watch behind-the-scenes clips from every episode, plus see ping-pong highlights on the Life is Good YouTube channel. Bring on the optimism! Well, I could not be more excited. I don't know about you, Johnny. We have Michelle Poehler here today, who's basically the queen of overcoming fears. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, Michelle, like Michelle is the co-founder of Hello Fears, along with her husband, Adam Stromwasser. Yeah, this is a social movement to help millions of people overcome their fears and become their best self. Is that accurate? That's pretty accurate. Wow. Yeah. What's more important than that? <laughs> Nothing. Optimism. I don't know. <laughs> um, want to start today by asking you to tell us something good that is happening in your world. Something good that is happening in my world besides being here with you guys? Hmm. Besides that. Um, summer, summer is here. So I'm pretty excited about it. Nice. Um, yeah, very looking forward to it. Um, and I just finished writing my book. So that's my oh, something wow. good. Congratulations. Wow. Yes. What do, what do, let's, let's focus on summer for a minute. What does, right. so when summer comes along, why does it make you happy? What about it? All the different plants in New York City, because that's where I live. Um, and yeah, I just went through the whole winter and I can't wait to just be outside. There's this new beautiful park called Domino, Domino Park um, yeah. in Williamsburg. And it's so beautiful. You have to check it out. Yeah. I would just want to go every day. Love it. Love it. Um, is there something that at this point in life you really look forward to each day? Every day I look forward to uncovering myself a little bit more, like learning, you know, like having this epiphanies or realization moments that then I can share with my audience on Instagram. That's, you know, that's what I love to do, create content. And it all comes from within. 
So. Yeah. Art and message, right? Those are your tools, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you're following loves the art and message that you share. Can you share with us, how do you choose? Which images, which messages? What's the filter for all that? I think that anything that makes me reflect on or question things that I haven't before, um, that's like an ideal thought that I want to share with my community. So I make them also um, reflect and, and, and question, question life. And yeah, and then the images, anything that gets my attention that it's like really colorful, handwritten, handmade. Um, yeah, so if you look at my Instagram, it's pretty colorful and, and designed heavily. So that's, that's what I love. <laughs> Beautiful. And yet your personality seems so void of color and just sort of... Really? Straight and dull. <laughs> no, we've got a, a little bit of smile. Taste. We've got to know Michelle for five minutes, and you can tell the the colors. Maybe it's because I'm wearing black and radiating. white. Radiating. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, what does the phrase "everyday courage" mean to you? Everyday courage are the little things, the little decisions that we can make on our day to day, and that they help build our confidence. So when we have to take a bigger risk. You know, we already trust that we can totally do this because it's those, I don't know, those moments where we get to choose between comfort and growth. And it's so much like easier to choose comfort because, you know, you know what to expect It's the known, I guess. Um, and it takes a lot of courage to choose growth. But it's in those moments that we grow and we learn and, and we challenge ourselves. And apparently public speaking was one of your biggest fears, like it is for many Mm. How were you able to slay that dragon? So public speaking, I think that's intimidating for everybody. And personally, I love it. Even though it was scary, it was terrifying, mostly because um, I've been living in the U.S. for 12 years. And I've been, every time I had to present, it was in English. And that's not even my first language. So I self-doubted myself and that was really challenging. But then um, every time I did it, I enjoyed it so much. And the feedback was so good. People would tell me, like, every time you speak, I want to listen. I want to, you know, hear more about what you have to say. And then the TEDx opportunity came along and I was like, I have to do this. And I prepare myself. I was terrified, like to another, I was regretting. Like at that moment, I'm like, why? Why did I do this to myself right before going on stage? But after I was on stage and every time I would say something, I would hear the audience react to it. Like it was so different from when I practiced. You know, when you're practicing, you're by yourself and whatever. But when you're with an audience and you say something that for you, you're used to saying that or hearing to that. And then you hear the, oh, wow. Or people start clapping and I'm like, oh. This is really, you know, having yeah. an impact on people. I enjoy that so much that I had to continue doing it. And that's you what I do for a living. Have, you have a lot to offer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. yeah. So you managed to take one of your biggest fears and now you make a living uh, public speaking. Do you have any advice for people that might be out there with a corporate job? Maybe they're not super excited about They want to take that leap to do their own thing, but maybe they're really scared about it. So what I realized is that when we're about to face a fear, all the negative thoughts like get into our heads and that's what stops us from taking action, right? Because we think of all the different risks. And then people come and they tell you, but look at it, like what's the worst that can happen? And that question is not really helpful. Because when you think of what's the worst that can happen, then you think of all the negative things that can happen, you know, so that's not helpful at all. So my motto is what's the best that can happen? 
Because when you ask yourself this question, then you think of rewards. And when you, and this is like science, okay? When you focus on rewards, then you're more able to take action because then you're able to see through the fear. And when, once you remember like why, your why, why you want to do this, then not, nothing can stop you. You're speaking our language. Thank you. You tackled 100 of your fears. Mm -hmm. Of those, what was the easiest? Maybe it surprised you. And what was the hardest one? So the one that surprised me to the, like, not easy, but, whoa, like, it really surprised me in a positive way is the holding the tarantula. Because that was not even part of my list. When, you know, a, a lot of people started suggesting that I hold a tarantula in my arm. And I was like, no way, I'm ignoring these people. But then one day I visited my brother and in college. And he's like, you know, my roommate has a tarantula. And I'm like, okay, how can I say no to this? And so I said, yes, my heart was about to like explode at that moment. And when I had the tarantula on my arm, it felt so nice. Like the tarantula was like so delicate and so maybe elegant. Maybe it was just a nice tarantula. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe and I Michelle, should have another experience so I don't She is now it. making tarantula wristbands. <laughs> Online, I, available. I, I thought about even getting a tarantula for myself after that experience. So that was surprising. For example, the yeah. snake was not the same way. Like I hated it. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, nope. So that was a, a difficult one for you. It was a difficult, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. How about a, one that turned out to be hmm. fairly He's, easy to overcome? Um, I think that, well, dancing in the middle of Times Square, when I did that, um, it was so much fun So from the, from the get go. Like it, yeah, it was embarrassing at the beginning. Yeah. To be the only one dancing in the middle of Times Square and everybody's looking at you or trying to ignore you for some reason. Um, but then it was just so much fun that I think I, I would do that over and over again. Was there music? Uh, I was wearing earphones oh, so yeah. nobody could hear the song, yeah. only me. And that made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Today, it seems as though a lot of young people are having a hard time identifying who they are and acting that way, acting as though they know who they are. Um, any tools that you could share with our listeners for zeroing in on authenticity? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the best thing that you can do if you want to be authentic is stop comparing yourself to other people and start contrasting. That's my one advice. Because when you compare yourself, you're looking outside and you're seeing the things that you don't have. And then you, you know, you criticize yourself because of that. But when you try to contrast, the only way to do that is by looking inside. So you have to look at what you do have and what's different and what's unique and then bring, like have the courage to bring that outside and put it out into the world because you do need courage because if you do what everybody else is doing then that's the easy that's a comfortable thing to do and then you know you will not like find who you really are so you won't be able to own yourself all right thank you we're going to shift gears have some fun Mm -hmm. and get to know some things that maybe are more obscure weird odd quick ones ready okay all right (laughs) what how would you describe your signature dance move (laughs) my signature dance move I would have to like show you but you have to put your arms like um, chest high uh, facing each other like hands facing each other like yes fists facing each other and then you like move your core back and forth 
while you <laughs> this is really funny you're doing it really good but I think it's because you're imitating me yeah <laughs> and you put a Try really serious face yeah you have to put a serious face while you do it okay yeah to look cool I thought she was gonna say like I'm proud of you but she basically said I'm proud of myself for teaching you guys so well <laughs> that's what I say yeah Bert? <laughs> um, it seems as though you've done a lot of traveling what is your all-time favorite city my okay so my favorite city in the world is new york i'm devoted to that city but no the, like yeah. traveling wise um tel aviv have you been no oh Never my god oh you yeah. would love it yeah i yeah. hear I would it's move on the there. list yes is it yeah why Good. do you love it um the vibe it's just it's it's like a similar vibe to new york but with a beach like how how cool right so it's pretty laid back um lots of like the food oh my god it's amazing food yeah. people people are just so cool there and they're very straightforward and i kind of enjoy that like they yep. tell you to your face things and and i don't know i i enjoy the whole vibe of television. yeah good one yeah uh, what is one song that always gets you who one republic um i lived that's a song that's the one song that started this whole thing, like this wow. whole project of facing my fears. Because I was listening to it while I was showering one day, and I started crying because I, I realized I was not living. I was like, they, they talk about broken bones and heartbreaks and all these things. And I'm like, I've never lived. I've never experienced those things. I've always stayed in my comfort zone. So I started crying and I was like, I have to start living. I was like 25 at that time. And, and that's when I decided to, you know, start challenging myself more. Fantastic. Wow. Powerful. Do you have a favorite word? Uh, do you have a favorite word? I don't know. Who I do. I like the word I awkward. Well. I like the word awkward. I really like it. <laughs> Which for one? Some awkward. Bert, what awkward. you got? That's yeah. a great one. Right? My favorite word is popcorn. Okay, that's Just a great fun. one I mean, too. say it. Yeah, popcorn. Popcorn. Is, yeah. That's can, cool. I, can I do three? Yeah. Uh, aardvark, igloo, <laughs> and tumbleweed. Whoa, I don't even know three. two of those. Uh, I know igloo. You know what igloo is. Yeah, I know igloo. Um, aardvark, <laughs> two A's randomly like who has the audacity to have two a's to Whoa. start their name Adam. it's a it's a creature not very graceful so what what is a fear that's more common than most people would think um the fear of disappointing others mm. yeah so disappointing other people's expectations um and so a lot of the choices that we make is based on pleasing other people and not ourselves and that's a problem that's how a, would you advise people to deal with that I think that you have to be more honest with yourself and what you want out of life and start really questioning those things because we don't. We just go about life. People tell us what should we do and then we follow that and we see everybody around us doing certain things and we feel that's what we have to do. But we don't question it if that's actually what we want to do. And so my advice is start questioning more and start having more courage to choose what you think will make you happy because the day i started to do that that's when my life changed what is your biggest fear at the moment okay so in uh, like four days i'm speaking in front of twelve thousand people wow. that is now my biggest fear <laughs> every time i think about it I... is that the biggest audience you've ever yes. spoken in front of yeah, yeah that's and the biggest where is that that's in miami okay yeah and uh 70 of the audience they don't speak english 
So that makes it even harder. And there will be people translating like 13 different languages. And and I don't know if they will get the jokes or, or you know, the messages. Yeah. So it is scary. It is very, and they're accountants and financial advisors. So tough crowd. They're going to love you. Uh, can you tell us a sound that you love? Wow. I don't, uh, like a baby laughing. That's a my baby answer. laughing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imitate a baby no, laughing? No, no way. Please. No come way. On, come on. Are you afraid? No. Are you afraid? I am. Well, don't make me listeners. face my fear. I face a fear already today. We I... get the sense, Michelle, you're pretty open to being silly. We'd like to hear. <laughs> can we please hear the please, baby laughing? Please try. Please okay. do a baby laugh. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so bad at imitating things, languages, things, people. Let's make her try again, should we, John? Can you do one? Can you try again? I'll try. Yeah. Okay, you try. <laughs> wow, I thought that was a wounded hyena. <laughs> you try, try. <laughs> okay, back to you. One more try. Michelle. No, no, no. I'm really. Come really on, your listeners, okay, your fans okay. will be crushed. It's like. It's like really cute, and it's like, <laughs> no, that's really bad. Sure. All right. yeah. It's not easy being a baby. <laughs> um, do you have a secret talent? Uh, yeah, not sure if you want to hear about it. We do. Okay. It's a little bit disgusting, though. It's uh, okay. When, <laughs> when I eat something sour, then like... I can like have like saliva go really far. Fantastic! Yes. <laughs> wow, I'm picturing You're, all sorts of amphibians that yes, can do that. Yeah. You're a world class spitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's Incredible. weird. I don't know how that even happens. It's like it comes from below the tongue. Incredible. Like, have you seen that when that happens? Like, yes. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Wow. Yeah. Is I that know. how you uh, attracted your husband? <laughs> no. Yes. All right. <laughs> Now we're getting somewhere. It's a very attractive trait. We did evolve from lizards, but we, can't, we don't have time for that today. Right. Okay. A, my, my other secret, it's not a secret talent, but something that is, I think is my talent and it's like I don't use every day, is uh, editing. It's nothing to hide. No. It's nothing to hide. Embrace it. <laughs> it's um, editing. I also love to edit videos. Uh, I don't know uh, why I'm talented at that. I didn't study uh, that, but I'm good at it. That's interesting. Fantastic. I've, I've, but you will be remembered for the, for the yeah. saliva. I prefer, yeah, I prefer yes. the spitting. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about an embarrassing moment in your life that actually turned into a positive? Uh, okay. So when I w went on my first date with Adam... Um, well, we'll back up a sec. How did you meet? Like, was it a fix-up? Um, no. Well, we went to the same elementary, middle school, high school, everything. Oh. Yes, and we were in the same school bus. So we used to know of each other, but we yeah. never met officially until I was a senior in high school. And then we met at my best friend's house, and it's his best friend's sister. So we were both there with our best friends, and that's how we met again. And we and he asked me out. So yeah. we went on a date, and I was really nervous because I knew he was the one from the beginning. Um, and we were going to get married at some point. So uh, <laughs> first date. The that moment was you, you met him? Yes. That's because fantastic. Because I've been seeing him, you know, since yeah. I was little. So yeah. I, I knew already, like, I, yeah. I like this guy. And so, yeah, it was destiny. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. And so then we were on our first date, and then I threw all of my drink on top of him. So that uh -huh. was an embarrassing moment. <laughs> Did you spit on him? 
<laughs> Not that time. No. <laughs> and then he forgave me. And then something good came out of that. I guess he asked me again on wow. a date. Wow. Yeah. How could you answer that question right? any better than she just did? Um, what would you say you're most grateful for? Uh, most grateful for Adam. I know I just told you about him, but I Who's am. Who's Adam? I'm just yeah. kidding. Because, <laughs> yeah, he supported me uh, from the day one that I started, well, always, but from the moment I decided to face my fears, he was the first one to say, I'll do all your fears with you and I'll help you plan them. And, and so he started already working with me from the get-go. Um, and then one day he even quit his job to join me full-time on developing this career. So I cannot be more grateful for that. Very inspiring relationship. That is awesome. Is there a specific time you can share with us that it was very difficult to be optimistic? And can you share um, how you got through it? It's hard to be optimistic now in my life. Uh, it's about my country, Venezuela. They say optimism, right? Or, or hope. They say hope is the last thing that you lose. But that is definitely tied to optimism. So we want to be hopeful, but it's, it's every time it's harder and harder because we see the, you know, the end of it like further and further. So we've been with the situation, dealing with this for the longest time since I was 10 years old. It all started. And then, you know, we've had high hopes and then again and then, you know, so it's hard, yeah. but we want to keep our hopes up. And yeah. That's Michelle, how, how do you help uh, friends of yours in Venezuela to try to take that perspective of what your phrase is? What's, What's the, the best, best that can, can happen, happen, right? Yes. So the the way that I think that I'm contributing in some way is being a source of inspiration for other Venezuelans around the world. Um, not only the ones that are staying there, but the ones that had to leave. Because now we're immigrants all over the world, and that's really hard as well. So um, I just have to show them that it is possible to make a new life, um, not let go of your roots, and still be really proud of where you come from, and just make your country and your people feel proud of you know who you've become somewhere else thank you uh what what do the three simple words life is good mean to you life is good is a reminder of the everyday gifts that we get and that people sometimes go about life and forget about them and they just focus on the small things and on the problems and and they don't see the big picture and so for example the other day i was writing a list of it's, there's this exercise it's called i'm remarkable because and it's it's a great way for you to see the things that make you valuable right so i ask people i do this in my talks i ask people to write what makes them remarkable and i was doing that with myself the other day because i realized I asked everybody to do this exercise and I've never done it. So I started creating my own list and then I asked Adam. I was like, what do you think makes me remarkable without reading what I already I wrote? I mean, that one's easy though. You evolved from a lizard and you still can <laughs> spit across the room. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and, and then he said something I was not expecting and he said, you're remarkable because you love life. And I was like, well, I would have never thought about that. And that to me is life is good. That's very it's loving life. Yeah. So eloquent. <laughs> that, that really ties back to your contrast versus compare yourself, you know, just like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what, what's on the horizon, what you're most excited about, in addition to maybe speaking to 12,000 people? 
Yes, my my book. That's the one thing. Um, you know, I, I'm putting a lot of effort into it. I wrote it. I started writing a book because I thought I had to write a book, right? That was like the obvious next step. But when I started writing, first I realized how much I enjoy writing, which I had no idea that I would enjoy it that much. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a tedious project. And every day I woke up looking forward to continue writing. So that was awesome. And then uh a lot of value is, you know, being implemented into this book. And so I can't What's the title wait. Of the book? It's called Hello Fears. Hello Fears. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and every chapter is called Hello Something. So Hello Society. And I talk about expectations. Hello Ego. And I talk about failure. And, and so every, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I'm very looking forward to, for this book to be out there because it's not, no longer something that I did because I had to, but I'm very passionate about. When what, will it get published? Next year in May. So 2020. What's the Hello Society part about? So it's a whole um, chapter about how, okay, so this is what happened, all right? I, I was in college, right? And then I graduated college and I thought I had to apply to one of the best agencies, right? And I moved to Miami at that point. And so I found out who, what the best advertising agency was. And I applied there and I started working there. And the first day I realized how miserable I was. And I realized that the only reason why I applied there is because I wanted to make my professors proud and my and my parents proud and my school proud. And it happened. School started sending emails saying you, you have to check out all of alumni and where are they working? And look, Michelle is working at Young and Rubicam, you know, this really great advertising agency. And I was like, yay, I made them proud. And I'm still crying every day at work, you know. And so when I I had that epiphany, I was like, I don't know what I want. I just, I made all of these decisions based on what I thought other people wanted out of me. And that's all the expectations that we have. And that's what happens when we listen to, you know, society instead of listening to ourselves. And so I wrote a whole chapter on how I realized that I was not happy following other people's, you know, desires and dreams. And I had to find myself and have the courage to pursue my own path. 2020 May. Hello, fears, and what a great message. And I, I feel like so many people, it dawns on them a lot later in life that I, I've just been doing this to impress people or please people, as you said. It's called uh, a midlife crisis, <laughs> right? It happens you when you're 50. You don't look ready 50. for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for our favorite part of the podcast, the ping pong challenge for charity. A donation will be made to the charity of the winner's choice, Michelle, who are you going to play for today? So I'm on your team today. I'm playing for the Life is Good Kids Foundation. Whoa. I've been supporting that for the whole year. The, Can I? The Can kids I? win either way. I like it. Yeah. I love it. All right. I love it. And I'm, and I'm not very good at ping pong anyway, so. Neither are we. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, look, we're going to have to, in order to keep the competitive uh, edge on this thing, we're going to have to play for bragging rights too. Okay? <laughs> we'll be out for blood, Michelle. Let's this do is, it. This is not... Just for kicks. Oh, um, any, anyways, I'm bringing you down. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been so fun. You bring great energy to any conversation, it seems like. But uh, we had a blast today. I think you're putting much needed messages out to the world. We talk about a young audience, but any audience could can learn from these nuggets. So I hope you keep doing your thing and you knock them dead four days from now. 
<laughs> and keep getting the word out to more and more people. Thanks so much. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. <laughs> yeah. The Life is Good Kids Foundation. Yes, if we want to be twist and a delightful twist, Michelle Polo also will be supporting. Yes! Kids can all lose today, folks. Everybody? <laughs> Come on. out swinging. Come out swinging. Thanks for listening today. You can join us and help spread the power of optimism by sharing a positive message at lifeisgood.com slash something good or post on social using hashtag something good on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And that is a point for Polo. It's 1-1. One, one. Too strong. She's too strong. For every something good shared, $1 will be donated to the Life is Good Kids Foundation. So post something positive today and make a difference. The Life is Good Ping podcast is available for download on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and on lifeisgood.com. Make sure to subscribe and rate us, hopefully based on the podcast and not our ping pong skills. Oh, wow, that was kind of an illegal serve. Still 10-5. The Life is Good Ping Podcast is produced by Daniel Fox and Robin Mack. Our executive producer is Karen Lyon. Assistant producer is Lauren Sorensen. Go to Life is Good's YouTube channel to watch behind the scenes and find out who wins the ping pong charity challenge. A lot of positive self-talk from Michelle Fuller. Nice. And it's nice. paying off. She is focused. She's relentless.